evening everyone. Uh, just a brief talk tonight. I, th I think I've got an ulcer or something on my tongue, so if I speak funny you'll, you'll know why. I might, might keep the uh, talk brief. But the last two talks have been on uh, grasping and aversion, and the whole trilogy is grasping, aversion and ignorance, which in Buddhism is often known as the three poisons, or they're the three three characteristics of the dynamic that maintain the, the ego clinging identity. And so we've covered aversion and we've covered grasping, so I wanted to touch on um, ignorance to complete the trilogy tonight. And in the um, Wheel of Life and Death, um, in the centre of it at the hub, there is a, a snake which represents um, hatred or aversion and a rooster which represents uh, grasping and a pig representing ignorance and they're all chasing each other around, they're chasing each other's tail and that's the, the inner hub of the wheel that's spinning around that keeps that ego identity going and um, it amuses me how um, uh, human beings project their own foibles and characteristics onto innocent animals. <laughs> it's called anthropomorphism. Um, and uh, so what we project onto the snake, because snakes are sort of, uh, we're fearful of them, so we project onto them that they're sort of nasty, hateful beings. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, roosters have a have a passion for procreating, so we project onto them that they're grasping. And somehow we make pigs. Um, we, we associate pigs with ignorance, you know. And um, like in that that biblical saying, uh, "Don't cast you, your pearls before swine." Mm -hmm. But pigs are actually very intelligent, sensitive creatures, and apparently they make very good pets. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we project onto them. But what we understand by ignorance um, from the Buddhist perspective is not quite perhaps what we, we think of it in terms of the everyday use of that world, word. But um, ignorance from a Dharma perspective is ignorance of the, of the true nature of the self. And the true nature of the self is that it has no separate existence and everything is interconnected into everything else ecologically. You know, we cannot separate our sense of self out of some separate thing like a soul or whatever, or a mind, or me, you know, that's separate from anything else. And every person is made up of non-self elements. So there's no, there's no self in there that has any permanent existence. And it's ignorance of that is the ignorance that's essentially being talked about in the Dharma. We're, we're ignorant of the fact that we're interconnected to everything in the universe. That's the, that's the basic ignorance. But it's not ignorance moving towards some kind of intelligent cleverness. It's not that kind of, that's not the progression. In fact, it's the other way around. And there's a saying in Buddhism that a wise person is someone who realizes that they're a fool. 
Uh And a fool is someone who thinks they're clever. Uh And it's that kind of ignorance. It's the second one. It's the fool who actually thinks he's clever. And the kind of shift or the transformation that happens through Zen practice, through Dharma practice, is you, you cut through the cleverness. It's actually the cleverness you're doing away with and you're coming to a place of um, simplicity. Pig-like simplicity, right? <laughs> but when, when we get caught up in this the little ego identity, it t- develops all these strategies, do you know, and cleverness, do you know, to try and get where it wants to go. And it's all of that that breaks down. And if, if, you, if through Zen practice, your life is becoming simpler and simpler and simpler well you're heading in the right direction and if you're getting smarter and smarter and smarter and you think that you know something well you're going in the wrong direction it's always about the letting go of knowledge the letting go of this certainty around philosophical understanding you know or right or wrong you know self-righteousness clinging to concepts the kind of knowledge that comes through concepts drops away through Zen practice. So you don't end up actually knowing anything. You end up becoming um, uh, abiding in the mystery of life. The mystery of life from a Dharma perspective is not something to be solved. The mystery is something to be lived. Because it is. It's a mystery. And if you just embrace the mystery rather than trying to work it all out, then you'll find that your life just falls into place and you stop resisting life, you know, and, uh, and there's a deep sense of satisfaction comes from that. There's something else I was going to say in the back of my mind, but it won't come forth. Anyway, we cultivate don't know mind. That's what I was going to say. There is a koan way down the track in our koan study, and if I can paraphrase it correctly, it's along the lines of the badger and the fox know what it is, but the Buddha doesn't know what it is. And the badger and fox, again, our projections as human beings, but the badger and the fox are very clever creatures. They're wily, do you know, and they, they trap through clever ploys and so on. And uh, so the, the badger and the fox know what it is. They know how to be clever. They know how to manipulate life to get what they want. But the Buddha doesn't know how to do that. He's dropped out of the cleverness. He's not in the clever range anymore. It's just incredibly simple. So that's what we move towards. It's a, it's a kind of, um, you could say in other words, that um, through Zen practice you become very, very ignorant. Uh-huh. <laughs> Completely ignorant. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, I, I imagine that, doing we call our school the, um, the Ordinary Mind Zen School, that it's got a subtitle underneath it that says, The Ordinary Mind Zen School a stupid way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They can become really, really, really stupid. Uh-huh. 